0: It's just after six o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on.
1: Duh. Go!
0: Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts
2: now. Now. Uh, Friday football fiasco, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Doesn't get any better than this, my man. I will tell you, uh, Chris, uh, of course, going to be joining me in just a little bit. Chris Wierenski, Megalox, a.k.a. Megalox, to get the show rolling. And then Jonathan, Jonathan Sisowski Sissow, will close the show. But in between, at the top of hour number two, John Cole comes on BCCS Sports. How about 9-4 and four last week on the games that he gave out? For all the listeners, SportsX Radio. So off to a great start. That's, uh, let me think, eight games over 500 last two weeks for John Cole. So he's making you money there at BCCS Sports. Looking forward to talking with John. I've got producer Mark Hoke in the house. And, of course, the Mark Hoke Show Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. The best in professional wrestling. You'll like professional wrestling. You will love the Mark Hoke Show. He's kind of bummed out. His Orioles got swept there in the playoffs. Had a great year, but he's fired up for college football. Why? Because he's got the Penn State Nittany Lions. His team from Happy Valley still unbeaten and his alma mater, North Dakota State, taking on North Dakota. We're going to have some fun with that one on Saturday. Mark and I are going to start something different at the top of the show after I finish up the starting five. We are going to go rapid fire right down the line and pick the NFL games, and we'll see who does better each and every week. We'll start that tonight, and uh, we'll get things rolling. We'll start it just like this. Now, the starting five, number one. All right, got to go with our Las Vegas Aces. They are back in action on Sunday. And Sandy Brundello, the head coach for the New York Liberty, not happy the way her team is playing. She said, look, it's one thing to drop two games on the road in Las Vegas. You know, we get it. They're good. They're the defending champions for a reason. But to get blown out by 17 and 26 points, unacceptable, especially with MVP Brianna Stewart. And we'll see. Can New York keep things going? It'll be high noon Vegas time, 3 o'clock back there in New York. Can the Las Vegas Aces make it two years in a row? We will find out on Sunday. They need just one more. New York's going to win three straight. If they do win Sunday, game four would be in New York on Wednesday. And if there is a game five necessary back in Vegas at T-Mobile next Friday, one week from tonight. Number two. All right, got to stay in the Vegas Valley. And Lexi Thompson, she tried. She tried to make that cut over there. TPC Summerlin, of course, it is the Shriners Children's Open annual event. One of the best in the country. Love it. And uh, Lanto Griffin and Cameron Champ atop the leaderboard, both 12-under par. They have both finished up. Norlander 11-under, just one stroke back. And then Nick Taylor and J.T. Poston, who actually started tied for the lead today. They are both two strokes off the pace at 10-under. And a bunch of guys all set up at 9-under. But Lexi Thompson, she did have several birdies on the back nine, but not enough. She got back to even par, but the cut was minus Uh, actually, minus three. Wow, it was pretty impressive the way everybody shot today. That was a great course. And when it's playing well like it did today, not as well yesterday, but really today, the scores were much lower. And uh, congratulations to Lexi Thompson, though. She is just the seventh lady to compete in a PGA event, and she finishes up even par after the two days over there at TPC Summerlin right there at the Shiner, Shriners Children's Open. And, uh, again, a great Valley, valley, uh, you know, uh deal every single year i was going to say tournament but every every, every single year this is just one of the greatest tournaments in the country why because of the cause the shriner's children's open so please get out there support everybody and if you can't make it out there you can still go online and make donations that's what's great about shriners they take care of our kids all year long number three all right let's go to major league baseball we are set American League Championship Series, that is set Texas and Houston. That will start up on Sunday. Game one, we know it's going to be Montgomery and Justin Verlander. Game two, not sure yet. I think Uvalde may go for Texas, but you have uh, Javier or Keady, or Valdez could go for Houston. Matt Scherzer did throw in the pen today, so he says he is ready for this championship series, a battle in Texas. The Houston Astros, Texas Rangers, first two games, Sunday and Monday, in Houston, National League, Arizona, and Philadelphia, unbelievable when you have the Dodgers and Braves, pretty much all the experts, you know, around August saying, you know, it's, there's no, there's nothing else, it can't be anything else, the Dodgers are playing great ball, and Atlanta's just been consistent all year long, and lo and behold, neither one of them get there, in fact, if you take the four teams with the best records, the Rays, the Orioles, the Dodgers, and the Braves, they win one game between them, won over 400 games between them during the regular season, win only one playoff game my goodness that is not good but it is good if you're a philadelphia phillies fan they will be hosting those arizona diamondbacks we know gallon will go for arizona philly undecided in both games which will be coming up on monday and tuesday we know merrill kelly will go game two for arizona so they are set with gallon and kelly and again philadelphia figuring out what robbie thompson wants to do but the phil's taking care of business last night beating atlanta three games to one so we're all set american league national league championship Series number four. All right, got to give it to our Las Vegas, well, again, I keep want to call them Las Vegas, but they are just the Vegas Golden Knights, our defending Stanley Cup champions. You may have missed it last night. We got off the air before the game concluded. They were in San Jose against the Sharks. 1-1 after 1, but then all Golden Knights, they were able to take care of business big time. Another 4-1 victory. So in both their games, 4-1 win over Seattle at home. 4-1 win at the Shark Tank last night in San Jose hey got a goal and an assist to lead the way and the knights are back in action tomorrow night at T-Mobile 7 p.m they drop the puck vegas golden knights anaheim ducks and then again on tuesday they host the dallas stars so vegas off to a great start a lot of times you'll get teams they'll win the cup they get a little complacent early on the following season not the case so far vegas taking care of business with a couple 4-1 wins go knights go number five yeah number five's kind of a downer i mean you know if you follow football as long as uh i do i get to know a lot of these names and i think a lot of you will recognize uh this name as well matt lubick uh analyst for kansas football diagnosed with cancer not good but uh he said look i'm always giving the guys advice one day at a time go strong make sure you uh treat every day like it could be your last and he says now i gotta live the way that i've always preached to the young guys matt lubick of course sonny lubick's son Long-time coach there for Colorado State. And he's a long-time coach himself, but has been a Kansas analyst the last several years. Still working. He's uh, going through the chemotherapy, and we're hoping that he's able to take care of business. It is Matt Lubick, and our prayers are with the Lubick family right now. And uh, we will keep tabs there. He will be instrumental in Kansas football as he continues to work from home. But that's a pretty good Kansas team. Off to a 5-1 start, and they got a big game with Oklahoma State. Coming up, so we will uh, discuss that. That'll be one of the games we'll be able to go over, and that is a look at the starting five. But so much going on in our Vegas Valley, and let's not forget we got the big game up in Reno tomorrow. Can UNLV and Barry Odom take care of business again? Ken against Ken Wilson and UNR as the Rebs and the Wolfpack uh, tangle there at Mackey. And uh, I think the Rebs are going to take care of business. They are playing good, solid football. The defense is legit, and the offense is moving well. And Maeva running the show at quarterback. Running games pretty good, and the receiving core pretty good. A lot of fun to watch this team. Hasn't been the toughest schedule So we'll see. Again, you have an 0-5 Wolfpack team, but they are going to be dangerous because they are at home. And when you get a team in a rivalry game, when they're looking for that first win, a lot of times they're able to find it. But I don't think so tomorrow. All right, plenty of weather will come into play on Saturday throughout the college football world. But right now we're going to go NFL style. Myself, my producer, Mark Koch, I'm going to throw these games at you, Mark, and you just tell me yay or nay who you like. And I'm going to go to the current line. We'll use the uh, Westgate line. So let me... Uh, just kind of lock things up right here and make sure we get it. Can First I duck all, Yeah, no, you don't have to duck. But we're throwing it, pretty at me. Good. I'm Duck, dodge, yeah, dive, there you, duck and there, dodge. There you go. Okay, so from London, Ravens, Titans, Ravens minus four and a half. You know, I I might take the Titans on that, Ken. Okay, you go Tennessee. I'll I'll stay with Baltimore. I'll go with Balt. Uh, Washington at Atlanta, Falcons minus two and a half, 42 and a half.
3: Yeah, Falcons, no problem.
2: I'm with you as well, Atlanta as well. Uh, Vikings at Bears. Vikings up to a three-point favorite in Chicago.
3: Oh, boy. Justin Jefferson's out, though.
2: Um, yeah,
3: I'll, I'll reluctantly take the
2: Vikings. All right. I got the Bears. All right. I'm going to go. Fields playing pretty good ball. Seahawks at Bengals. Bengals minus 3, 45.
3: I'm staying with the Bengals. You're my boys.
2: All right. I'm going to go with uh, Seattle. Off the bye. I think the Seahawks will be ready. Off to a 3-1 and start. 49ers now up to 9.5. We know... Uh, that Deshaun Watson is out, so it's going to be tough for the Browns, but they're coming off a bye as well. Niners minus 9.5 in that one.
3: If it was 19.5, I'd take it. Go, Niners.
2: There you go. It is tough to uh, beat that team. But I'm going to take a shot at Cleveland. Thinking the defense is going to come up big. Yes. And the weather could come into play as well. I'll take the 9.5 and And Cleveland. Saints and Texans. Saints minus 2 on the road in Houston.
3: I'm going to take the Texans on this. Just because it's the home game, I'm. I'm yeah,
2: that is, that is a tough one, but uh, yeah, I, I I do respect Houston a lot, but I'm going to go New Orleans. I will go right. with Derek Carr and the Saints, uh, Colts and Jags. Jags off the two weeks in London, got two wins over there at home. They're minus four against the Colts.
3: Mm, I, don't, I don't know if I like that minus four, but I you know I'll stay with the Jags.
2: All right. Go, yeah, Tony Khan. You know, I'm going to go with Jacksonville as well, even though uh, Gardner Minshew going back to uh, where he started out there in the NFL with Jacksonville, and he will be starting, of course, for the Colts with Richardson out for four to eight weeks. Move on down, Panthers and Dolphins. Dolphins now minus 14 against the winless Carolina Panthers.
3: They might get 70 in this game too.
2: I'll, yep, I'll take I'm with the Dolphins. yeah I'm <laughs> got, I got you. I got I to lay it. I know it's tough to lay two touchdowns in the NFL. Uh, Lions minus three at Tampa Bay. Buccaneers off a of bye. Oh, boy.
3: That three is a tough number because I think the Lions win it by three. Can I
2: take a push? Yeah, well, you can take either way. That would be I mean. stupid. I'll, I'll take the Lions. All right. You'll go Detroit. and uh, Good game, uh, though. Know what? Uh, yeah, you know what? Just for the fun of it, I'll take Tampa Bay coming off the bye. See how that comes into play. Patriots and Raiders right here in our backyard. Can the Raiders get to three and three? They're minus three in this game.
3: Yeah, that's about what I'd give them, too, but... Yeah, I like I like the Raiders.
2: I'm with you. I think they even things up and Belichick loses another one, drops to one and five. Cardinals and Rams, Rams minus seven.
3: Yeah, definitely take the Rams. By the way, Sean McMahon might not be on the sideline because he's gonna have a baby.
2: Oh, there you go. Just, well, just keep well, that in mind. All right, I'll, I'll make sure. I, I didn't notice uh, he wasn't showing on the sidelines last week, so I didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> Ken, it's his go. wife, you goof. All right, okay, all right. I Come know, on, man. You know what? 2023, man. I hear all types of stuff. Wow. Of mine. All right, let me go with, uh, I'm going to go with Arizona. I'll take the plus seven. Have a little fun here on Friday Football oh. Fiasco. Your Eagles minus six at the Jets. I'm not even gonna ask you. You got the Eagles, okay. No, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa. Well, whoa. go ahead, go
3: whoa. ahead. Go ahead. Whoa. Slow, go down. <laughs> no, slow down. No, slow down. Come on. KC. gotta be kidding me. Go ahead. The Let me Jets hear you. defense and the you know their running game. The Eagles win the game, but I'm gonna take the Jets and the points.
2: All right, you got it. I'll take you I'll take your Eagles to win by a touchdown. Oh, that'll Bart. hurt if I
3: lose this one. But oh, even. but, like I, but that's do,
2: really I, the only game I want to win now.
3: I think there's gonna be I think it's gonna be a, a closer game than people think.
2: No, I I have no doubt. Jets defense will keep him in there. And you know, Wilson has played, you know, spotty ball. I mean he's had a couple decent quarters. Uh Giants and Bills Sunday night football, no Daniel Jones. That's gonna be tough. Uh, Tyrod Taylor he may be able to step in. They're plus 15 and a half now in Buffalo. God,
3: that's a lot of points, but you know what? The Giants stink.
2: All right, so you're going Go Buffalo. Bills. Yeah, it's hard for me not to. Uh, yeah, I, I see something. Come on, like, do it. Take the wow, Giants, Milano's take out, though. Buffalo's take missing it. several. Keep take them, do it. I see. <laughs> do it. 37-10, Buffalo. I'm on it. Okay, Monday Night Football should be a good one. Cowboys, Chargers. Cowboys minus two and a half. Chargers off the bye. Taking the Chargers. Cowboys suck, and and you could have Eckler back for that one. Gosh, I want to take the Chargers too. You know what? I am. I'm going to take the Chargers, even though I know half of uh, half of Dallas will be there. I mean, you'll be a t- you'll see a ton of Cowboys fans. Yeah, no if doubt.
3: if you saw the Eagles Rams game, geez, it just L.A. fans just don't show
2: up. Well, it's I, not it's not that L.A. fans don't show up. This is a San Diego team, and they they but really, for the Rams, they've never been hear. an L.A. team though. Did you see how much well, green was it so far for the Ram-
3: Eagles-Rams game last Sunday?
2: Yeah, It was I, ridiculous. I, I hear you. I, they I, mean, had I a, think Rams fans, Rams fans are good for another decade because they got a Super Bowl a couple years ago. They, they I should, think they're okay. They
3: should move one team to Little Rock and one team maybe to Fargo.
2: No, the Chargers should be in San Diego. They should have never left there. They had a very solid fan base there. And for some reason, you know, you're going to support the Padres, spend all that money. I get it. Baseball, you know, beautiful stadium. But why not? Build the Chargers a great stadium that could have been a big time moneymaker the, there. The Spanish they is very a loyal jerk. fan base. I uh, no, can't argue with that as well. All right, my man, real quick, uh, North Dakota, North Dakota State, seven and a half. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Uh, I'll take North Dakota. Where are you going on that? You're one?
3: taking North Dakota
2: and seven and a half. I no, didn't see they're going to beat you. You're done. No, right home. No. All right, you're going with the Bison. Of course. Look, as long as South Dakota State keeps winning, I'm good. That, you know, we got to set it you, up for later on in you, the year.
3: You you kill the wabbit, Ken. Enjoy yourself.
2: You know what? Eat some hoffins. Any, any place I'm going to move to from Nevada, it may just be South Dakota. So I had to get to know those teams, the Coyotes, and, of course, the Jackrabbits. To your face. <laughs> I would love to see you <laughs> doing another.
1: After
3: all this time out here in California doing a Wearing soup Falls. Oh, wow. man, I want to video that. Wow. Yeah, just Let's do a reality in, show. How
1: about a week in Let's, Sioux Falls?
3: You know what we should do? You know, Ken, we ought to do that. We should, I mean, seriously, I mean, not Look, we well, can go. go, we can state
2: go Falls. to South Dakota state. We no, can definitely, get, well, we get can definitely go to NDSU,
3: uh, okay. dude, I'm, you know, we should do next year. We should right. plan it out and do a week in Fargo, like homecoming week or something.
2: Where's that game this year? Uh, the homecoming game is South- already over. Okay. No, wait. South Dakota state. They're at South Dakota state this year. So next year they're back at the Fargo dome, right?
3: Yeah. But you know, we can also, you know, do it, do it a week in December.
2: Okay, come on, KT. Look, I'm up for going. I'm up for going. I don't know about a week, but if we'll, we can work it, if we'll, we can work it with uh, Odyssey and get over there, and uh, get out there to see your alma mater, I'd like to go. It we'll looks like a fun crowd. No yeah, doubt.
3: we'll see if there's any room at the Sigma Chi fraternity house in the. we'll we'll get
2: in there oh great yeah that's all i'll wear my jack rabbit shirt that'll be great oh it would be beautiful (laughs) that'll be my last road trip for sure all right sports x radio rocking and rolling megalox chris warinski comes back we've got 10 college games to go over the next couple segments Hour number two john cole bccs sports let me see he's got uh, one two five college games and five nfl games we're going to get into And uh, then Sissau closes with three college games, and he'll also give a uh, bonus play there on UNLV up at UNR and also on that Raider game at home against New England. We are live. PSBR Law Studios, the best in personal injury, PSBR Law, Panache, Boyle, Ravaputi, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, that's where we originate from. We also use the PSBR Law Hotline, over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements, the last five years for their clients, strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. You may not need them now, you may need them in the future. Jot it down, the best in personal injury, Southern Cal for a long, long time, better than two decades, and right now, here in the Vegas Valley, year number four, 830 9353-830-9353-830-9353. It is Ken Thompson at Ken Thompson87 at SportsX Radio. Follow the show that way on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Marco Show as well. Follow my producer. We'll be right back with Chris Warinski. He's north of the border. He knows his college football. He's chomping at the bit. We got some great games to go over. Keep it right here. You're listening to SportsX Radio on a Friday football fiasco. Friday football fiasco, Roberto Clemente Jr., my good buddy, would be happy with that song from those 79 Pirates back in the day. Sister Sledge bringing us back as we roll on through. Chris Wernski, a.k.a. Megalox, going to join me in just a sec. Update the scores. Quiet schedule tonight, but you do have a couple hockey games going on. NHL, Jersey coming back now, leading Arizona, 620 to go third period, 3-2 to two, Devils. Keep an eye on that one. And 3 nothing Penguins shutting out Washington on the road after two periods. Those are the only two games in the NHL, and got a couple games in the CFL up there, uh, Megalox Country. British Columbia and Hamilton right now, 30-24. to The Lions, BC, up by six, 13.50 to go fourth quarter. They went off as an underdog in that game. They actually opened up as a big favorite and then uh, closed as an underdog there, British Columbia, so we'll keep an eye on that one as well. Right now it is BC, 30-24, to again, 13.50 to go. Actually, no, they did close a favorite. Uh, minus three. They closed, uh, I'm sorry, I misread that. And uh, minus three, that was the in-game line I was looking at. 50 is your total. Coming up a little bit later from Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Calgary. Right now, Calgary minus three. Total of 48 and a half. And uh, Arizona, Coyotes have just tied up the Devils. 3-3, twenty to go in the third period. A couple uh, college football games going right now. One will kick off in about 40 minutes from now. That'll be in Boulder. Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes hosting the Stanford Cardinal. It is Colorado minus minus twelve and a half total of 59 using the Westgate Superbook lines. And right now, Memphis, third quarter, two minutes to go at home. They were down 10 nothing to Tulane, reeled off 21 in a row, but the Green Wave have gotten a touchdown, so with two minutes left in the third quarter, it is Memphis 21, Tulane 17, and Fresno State has just taken a 14-7 lead up there in Logan, Utah against the Aggies of Utah State. 14-7. Fresno State leads a minute 30 to go in the first half. Keep an eye on all those games. couple in NBA exhibition games going as well, Spurs and Heat, coming up later, Warriors and Lakers. Uh, and we've got a big weekend of college football. Looking forward to it, so let me welcome in my good pal. He is Chris Warinsky, a.k.a. Megalox.
4: Mega, how you doing, bud? Oh, doing pretty good, KT. Uh, I guess you're uh, looking forward to the big uh, USC game this weekend.
2: Well, you know, they're very fortunate they beat Arizona. So, I mean, you know, for them to still have a goose egg in the loss column, pretty fortunate because, you know, Jedfish and the Wildcats outplayed them. They were very fortunate. Caleb Williams is a magician, no doubt. But you know, Brad and I talked about it when Arizona answered the USC touchdown, uh, that second uh, touchdown there. They I, they should have gone for two, I, I think, and really put SC, you know, one play and and go for the upset. But they outgained Southern Cal by over 120 yards, and uh, they were the better team for most of the game. But they end up losing a game they probably should have won.
4: Yeah, it's, uh it's interesting because I I get, we're, we're going to talk about that game later but there's is, it's is it USC is just getting bored or do they still have the deficiencies from last year so it's going to be kind of inter- interesting to see how they uh how they do in their first real test this week.
2: There you go. Okay, so let's start it out. It's Miami of Ohio at Western Michigan. And I'm cruising on down to uh, see if the line has changed right now. I've got Miami of Ohio minus minus eight and a half, forty-five. 45. And Miami of Ohio, Chuck Martin in his 10th year, doing a pretty good job. They won five in a row after losing their opener. And then their two uh, Mac games, they've only given up a field goal. They've scored 50 against Kent and Bowling Green. You'll have some weather come into play tomorrow. 15-mile-an-hour winds, 76% chance of rain. Brett Gabbard will lead that offense uh, pretty good. And they're going to meet. they may be uh, – in fact, they are going to be without uh, – la- la- Larvadane, their uh, leading receiver, is out for the game. So that's a big loss, but uh, Salipek, outstanding linebacker, has 54 tackles already. Ty Wise has 35 and four sacks. So that anchor, I mean, the, the anchor there for that defense is from the linebacking in court, no question. Western Michigan, look, they hung in there against Mississippi State, lose 41-28. Uh, they had beaten Ball State 42-24 and lost a tough one to Toledo 49-31, and that came much closer than that score. But Hayden Wolf restored order at quarterback, and they've had three different quarterbacks go this year. Womack, real nice receiver, and Wofford, a uh, real good, uh, defense player at 13 tackles last week for the Broncos. Who do you like in this one? Are you looking side? You're looking total? Miami of Ohio minus eight and a half, 45 your total.
4: I I think I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos in this one. I mean they uh, they they've really started to play a little bit of a better brand of football for sure. Uh they led Toledo before their their uh, second half collapse and then they whooped Ball state and last week they had over 400 yards at an SEC school, in Mississippi State. Hayden Wolf uh, looked great at quarterback, 27 out of 35. So they may have found something there. They, they haven't been, uh, they hasn't got any action, I don't think, before uh, last game. So they may have found something there. Hopefully Buckley can go at running back. Um, but they have won eight straight in the series, and Miami has played the easiest schedule in the MAC uh, according to uh, popular ratings out there. And like you said, with uh Larva Dane out too, that makes uh, a big weapon for Mommy Ohio out there. So. Uh, yeah, I like Western Michigan to keep this within 10 points or within 8.5 points.
2: And both teams making you money this year against the number Miami of Ohio. They're 5-1 and one straight up. They're also 5-1 and one against the number. Western Michigan, they're 2-4 and four straight up, but 4-2 and two against the spread. So we'll see how it does play out. Miami of Ohio, again, winners of five in a row. And they've covered those five straight games as well. Remember, the last four uh, Western Michigan games have gone under the total. And that total sitting right now at 45 let's move on down we're going to stay in the mac that's what i love about uh chris kind of like me you know college basketball you know they'd ask me what are your favorite games and most of them are going to be from the smaller conferences as far as looking to make money you do that as well and by the way folks it's uh megalox.co is the website uh for chris warinski but you've got uh, ohio university minus five and a half that number dropping 45-year total against Northern Illinois. Now, this one, only 20% chance of rain now in DeKalb, but you've got 22-mile-an-hour winds. So we know the wind can really whip up there in uh, the state of Illinois. No question, it will be tomorrow. Ohio, they've won five in a row as well. Curtis Rourke, very solid quarterback from your neck of the woods right there in Ontario. And Van uh, and Allison doing their job on the ground. Uh, Wigglers and Cross, two excellent receivers. And then Houston, what a senior linebacker. He's got 59 tackles already to lead the way. They have sacked the opposing quarterback the Bobcats have. 17 times, they've only given up four, so a plus 13 there. Meanwhile, Northern Illinois, they were able to break a four-game losing streak, beat up an Akron backup quarterback 55-14, Rocky Lombardi, the uh, best game that he's had, and Ontario Brown on the ground. Very solid this year, over six and a half yards of carry and five touchdowns. We'll see how it comes out to play. I mean, the not an easy place to win, and Thomas Hammock's guys usually ready. Uh, but Ohio U, I, I think Tim Tim has got a heck of a squad over there. What about it? The numbers going towards Northern Illinois. Are you looking side? You're looking total. Where are you going on this one?
4: Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, roll with the. I mean, I wish I wish I could have got in at a little better number, but I like the Huskies. It's another team that's starting to play better. They got a healthy Rocky Lombardi. Um, And this is the same team with him healthy in the first week. They beat Boston college on the road and they won the yardage battle. So it wasn't like it was a a fluke. Uh, They, they were really close against Toledo had a chance to had a chance to win that game only lost by two. Uh, They absolutely destroyed Akron last week and Ohio's defense has been absolutely phenomenal this season. I think they're in the top five in total defense uh, in the, uh, in the nation, but offensively, they just haven't been the same. They're, I think, 99th in total offense, 80 rushing, 97th passing. The weather's not going to be great. Um, I think this is a spot where Northern Illinois might be able to keep this within a game and maybe even win straight up.
2: There you go. They have been tough in years past, no doubt. It is a very good Ohio team. And I like the defense as well. So we'll see if the Bobcats can uh, keep things rolling and win six in a row. Or does Northern Illinois make it two in a row? Let's jump over to a big one in the ACC. And it would have been even... Bigger if Miami and Mario Cristobal didn 't blow the game against Georgia Tech last week, my gosh it's', it's just it 's hard to get that one out of your mind, knowing that they basically all they had to do was kneel on the ball they don 't they hand it off Cheney fumbles and Georgia Tech gets it on their own twenty six yard line they drive seventy four yards. In just 22 seconds or 23 seconds, somewhere along uh, along that line. And uh, Christian Leary, his only reception of the game from Haynes King, a 44 yarder, and that gives uh, Georgia Tech the victory. Miami outgained him 451 to 250. It is absolutely, it's just an unthinkable loss there. And again, no reason to do it. Offensive coordinator Shannon Dawson called the play. It's his first year there. Uh, but Mario Cristobal, when he was at Oregon in 2018, Oregon also had a chance to beat Stanford, could have knelt on the ball, but instead Nope. what do they do? They fumble, and Costello throws a touchdown pass. Stanford ends up beating Oregon. So you'd think he would have learned. I mean, you've got to know what's going on. Sometimes you've got to override your offensive coordinator and say, no, no, we'll just kneel on the ball. We don't need to hand off. You know, at the end of the day, Chaney was already there over the 100-yard mark, and a big fumble there. But Tyler Van Dyke will try and get it back together for the Canes, and Restrepo, a real nice receiver there. Uh, couch, excellent cornerback, has three picks on the year. And uh, a good, solid linebacker, 22 tackles, leads that Canes D. Meanwhile, North Carolina, Drake May, another solid performance, 442, three touchdowns last week. They routed Syracuse 40-7. to 7. They were coming off the bye. Drake May, uh, doing a nice job, had a rushing TD and 55 yards on the ground as well. Amari uh, and Hampton, 78 yards on the ground and receiving-wise another 25. McCollum, Pace Sour, Nesbitt, and then Tez Walker, who finally got his first action coming over from Kent State was uh, pretty good as well. Cedric Gray has 42 tackles, senior linebacker, to lead the way for the Heels. They're plus three in the turnover department. Where are we going, Mega? Mack Brown in his 15th year, second tenure there with North Carolina against Mario Cristobal, who can't get on the field fast enough to make amends for a game they should have won last week. Right now, North Carolina minus minus three fifty-seven from Chapel Hill.
4: Yeah, that was super painful for some of the cheers for Miami last week, but, I mean, it's sort of not a surprise like you alluded to. It's happened before. I, I like North Carolina. The market's telling me it's, uh, it might be the wrong side, but I just don't see, like Miami has played four garbage teams and they lost to one of them. And they, the, the game they won was at A- against Texas A&M. It was at home. They still gave up 500 yards. They were plus two in turnovers. So I just don't know how you can, even if Miami does snap snap out of it, they're just, uh, they're just not trustworthy. And North Carolina, just obviously they got one of the best players in college football at quarterback. They've only allowed uh, two touchdown passes all year. They won the last four against Miami. Looks like the weather's going to be okay after uh, a little bit of a scare earlier in the week. I just I just trust North Carolina more, and we'll see what happens, but uh, we'll go with the heels.
2: All right, we're going to go North Carolina minus three. I, I agree with you there. I think North Carolina's going to take care of business. Let me uh, just update weather there I just want to see what the weather the The only one I didn't really update was that Rutgers game and that's the next game you have on the docket against Michigan State and Sparty going uh, to take on Rutgers in Jersey trying to see what that uh, weather update is Chris I don't know if you have it right there I'm kind of well, yeah, oh, the last is. time okay. I checked, it
4: was, yeah. So You go ahead, Ken, sorry.
2: It's clear, no, it's actually clearing up. It's only five-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, chance of rain still 45%, but it looks like it's going to be mostly cloudy during the game there in Jersey, so it shouldn't affect it too much there. Uh, Michigan State, of course, trying to, you know, move forward after the Mel Tucker firing and you know, Noah Kim hasn't been the greatest quarterback. The defense has been good at times, but Rutgers, I, I think Wimsett has uh has potential there. Uh Monongi pretty decent in the backfield. Benjamin, a freshman, shows potential. They've got some receivers in Jackson and Dremel and Washington that are pretty good. Uh junior linebacker Tyreen Powell has been outstanding. Uh Dion uh Jennings also the senior linebacker has twenty five tackles. How about plus nine in the sack department for Rutgers going into the game last week against uh Wagner and and uh, oh, I'm sorry against uh, Wisconsin but got beat they did cover that spread though only lost by 11 they were plus 13 they were to, able to hold on there Greg Schiano, his second stint there for the Scarlet Knights what are we looking at here with Michigan State and Rutgers let me see if I can get an updated line there and it is right now Rutgers minus 5 39 and a half it's come down a little bit Rutgers still the favorite
4: yeah, I think this is another uh, kind of a theme with uh, with, with these picks. I, I like the improving team in Michigan State. Certainly, their last two games, um, they outgained Maryland. They were minus four in turnovers, so they lost that one. They ha- they had a huge yardage edge against Iowa, and as you know, in the last Iowa did Iowa things in the fourth quarter and pulled away. But they played really well uh, on the road at Iowa, which which is never easy to do. And they're off a bye. I don't think they've quit by any means. And Rutgers, this, this isn't a fate of Rutgers, but I mean their home wins are against Northwestern. Temple, Wagner, Virginia Tech. So, I don't. I rate these teams basically even on a neutral site. So, I I I think I'm going to take the points with Sparty.
2: Take the points with Sparty and uh, Michigan State. Uh, yeah, the game that they played against Iowa. Yeah, they were right in that game, and somehow. Uh, Iowa ends up getting those late scores there. But off the bye, and that is key, sometimes you get these teams off the bye and they're able to come up big. So we'll see. Rutgers had to go to Camp Randall in Madison. Michigan State off the bye, hopefully focused in for uh, Megalox. We'll duck one more in here. Charlotte and Navy. Navy on the road. They got me the win last week, but they did not get the cover. They were up 10, and they ran all over North Texas. Ran for 331 yards on the ground, which is why I took them, because North North Texas, the Mean Green, their defense just porous against the run. How about Navy last week? They had eight sacks and ten tackles for loss against North Texas. They had that 10-point lead. They were minus six. They end up winning by three as the Mean Green get a touchdown late in that game. But Texas had a nice game 137, two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Horvath, he'll run it well from the quarterback position. Lavatai can throw it okay through for a touchdown pass. Uh, weather should be okay. 69 degrees, 17% chance of rain. Charlotte off a bye. Another one that you got to keep an eye on. And Jalen Jones has moved the ball. Now he has three interceptions, but he's got Robinson in the backfield. That's pretty good. And you also have Trexler Ivy, a decent quarterback as well. Uh, Oki and Oma has four sacks from his defensive line position there for Charlotte's 49ers. They've lost four in a row, but the competition has been good. They were at Maryland, Georgia State, at SMU was their last loss, and only lost to Florida 22-7 to in the Swamp. So we'll see how it pans out. But Charlotte and Biff Pogey in his first year going up against Brian Newberry for Navy in his first year. It is Navy minus three on the road, 44-year total.
4: I'm going to go with Navy in this one. Like you said, uh, with uh, Texas at running back, he's uh, really only played in three games, essentially, and he's had 163 yards, 82, 137. So the running game's really starting to go, and the, deep, uh, the defense played uh, very well last week. Unfortunately, I think um, Lavatai is a decent quarterback. I don't love him because he's not very explosive. I think Horvath uh, broke his thumb or he's got a hand injury, so it'll be it'll be Lavatai, which, which is fine. Charlotte's offense, really... Uh, I think they're in the they're the 90th rushing, 116th passing. They just don't do enough. Um, and Navy, they've turned the ball over three times all year. They don't take many penalties. They own the time of possession. So I go with Navy in this one.
2: There you go. All right, we will take a break. We will update the Tulane has taken lead at Memphis, 24-21, 13-30 to go fourth quarter, tied at 14 at the half as the Aggies rally right before intermission in Logan and get a tie there with Fresno State. At halftime, tied at 14. Fresno State going off a five and a half point favorite, total 56. Stanford, Colorado, they will kick that game off in about 25 minutes from Boulder. Ken Thompson, Chris Warinsky, a.k.a. Megalox, Mark Hoke, our producer. We are live PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. 101.5 FMK Dawn. We stream live on the Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded the free app, get to it. You kidding me? It is uh, a free app, of course. And you just go into the App Store, it is spelled A U D. ACY. It is Ken Thompson, PSPR Law Studios in Las Vegas, coming right back to wrap things up in hour number one with my main man, Megalox. Keep it right here.
0: Some days, it seems that Friday
2: football fiasco. A little mellowness over here from uh, my producer, Mark Hoke, on a Friday. He's uh, feeling good just uh to... Kind of kicking back over there at PSBR Lost Studios in Las Vegas. Alex Golish and USF Central uh, South Florida taking on Florida Atlantic. Tomorrow is the next game we're going to get into with Chris Warinski, a.k.a. Megalox. He's north of the border. Went through five games, got five more, got about eight and a half minutes to go, so let's get right to it as a Florida Atlantic team that's had a pretty difficult schedule and uh, without Casey Thompson, of course, their starting quarterback, so Richardson has stepped in. Um, McCammon the third, not a bad guy on the ground, and Wester's an excellent receiver. How about Jackson Ambush? What a great Name for a senior linebacker, 36 tackles to lead Florida Atlantic. USF, they've been relegated to a backup quarterback as well, Byron Brown, but he's shown he can not only throw the ball, has 11 touchdown passes, he can rush, he has seven on the ground as well, nearly 500 yards. Naquan Wright, not bad as well. And then senior linebacker uh, Shuler has 44 tackles to lead the way for that Bulls defense in this game from south florida from tampa south florida minus two and a half 60 and your total it should be a good one and i would think florida atlantic uh brad and i talked about it may be able to score some points are you looking at the total in this it's 60 and a half right now at the westgate superbook south florida minus two and a half tough one for me to go on the side but i would probably take the home team but i don't know because uh fau has played a difficult schedule chris where are you on this one
4: yeah i'm gonna go with the bulls um byron brown is one of the best players in the conference and like you said he's a dual threat um I mean, he's he's a fantastic player. He's really fun to watch. And they really get after the quarterback, and they're number one in the conference in tackles for loss. And Daniel Richardson, the backup quarterback for Florida Atlantic, um, two to three touchdown interception ratio, less than five yards per attempt. They just don't have an offense. So I just think the better, uh, the, the more explosive team and the team that can actually put points on the board, their defense isn't great, but they can get after the quarterbacks. So I'll take the Bulls.
2: There you go. Oregon State in Corvallis last week got a nice win against uh, Utah, well, actually on the road, they beat Cal, they beat uh, uh, Utah the week before. It's a good, solid Oregon State team. There's no no question that Jonathan Smith, in his sixth year at his alma mater, has done a nice job. And they're at home against UCLA. Uh, Bruins coming off, taking care of business last week, at home against Wazoo, and really clamped down defensively on Washington State. Cougs were coming in undefeated. Uh, UCLA held them to 11 first downs, only uh, only, uh, 212 yards total yards. 38 minutes to 22 for UCLA. Uh, Dante Moore did throw a couple picks. Carson Steele on the ground was outstanding, and they've got players on both sides of the ball. Murphy and Mwasau on the defense, Uh, the Murphy boys. uh, Very solid. Oregon State, though, DJ did his job. Five touchdown passes. Uh, Martinez and Fenwick on the ground. They had 165 and a touchdown over five yards of carry combined, and then, you know, Gould Bolden and tight end Veeling, who had three touchdowns I mean these guys are good and all the Dapo uh, leads that defense there so it's a good fun game right here from Corvallis can't wait for this one where are you on this one UCLA catching three and a half against Oregon State 54 I know Brad Powers and I like Oregon State respect what UCLA is doing though especially on the defensive side of the
4: ball I'm going to go with the under in this game, Ken. I mean, we saw what UCLA's uh, defense did last week against an awesome passing attack. I mean, it completely shut them down. And they're also number, I believe they're number two in the country against the run. So they really don't give up much of anything. And from an offensive standpoint, of course, Corvallis is such a tough place to play. And they've only scored, they scored seven points, 25 points in the last two games. Um, I think this one might be a little lower scoring than people anticipate.
2: There you go. All right. So we'll look at the under 54 UCLA, Oregon State brings us to the biggest game for KT on the weekend, South Bend. Yes, it'll be local 4.30 out here Pacific time. 6.30 ba- or 7.30 back there in South Bend when they kick it off. Notre Dame minus three now at the Westgate Superbook. It's gone up from two and a half, sixty and a half. 60 and the total. Brad likes USC. I'm not so sure the way Southern Cal played last week. I get it. Looking ahead. Look, I'm just hoping they get the W. Caleb Williams has been outstanding, but they're going to need everybody to step up, especially on the defensive side of the ball to get after Sam Hartman. And uh, estimate coming off a terrible game. 10 carries 20 yards last week in Notre Dame's loss against Louisville so that was rather surprising and those linebackers Bertrand and Kaiser are outstanding. Where are you going on this one? You going with Sam Hartman and the boys at home laying the three or are you going to take a shot on Southern Cal? You're looking at the total 60.5.
4: I like the Trojans I mean especially getting a full three points here I mean they got the best player in college football Notre Dame this will be their fourth straight big game in a row and two emotional killers. Uh, There's no more playoff in in the cards Uh, Sam Hartman threw three picks last game And they've given up 180 yards or more on the ground in each of the last two games. So uh, I know USC's defense, I'm well aware uh, how they struggle, but I think we'll be up for this one. So I'll take the Trojans.
2: All right. I'm hoping you guys are right because Powers likes them as well. I'm staying away. I'm just going to be rooting. All right. Oklahoma State and Kansas. Uh, Kansas uh, in Stillwater to take on the Pokes. They're minus three on the road. The Jayhawks are 55 the total. Look, Kansas State was favored last Friday against Gundy's boys, and uh, Mike Gundy found a way to take care of business. And uh Jason Bean will be a quarterback. We do know that it's still a pretty good combination in the backfield with Neal and Heeshaw. These guys over a thousand yards, twelve touchdowns between them on the ground. And then Neal's an excellent receiver, has fourteen receptions, one sixty-nine in a touchdown. Uh Arnold Grimm Skinner, decent receivers. McDuffie uh also a solid running back there, and then Booker and Robinson, coupled defensive linemen, have nine and a half sacks there. For the Jayhawks leading the win. They come off thrashing UCF, beat up on Central Florida by 29. Uh, Alan Bowman did play a good core, uh, quarterback position last week for Oakey State in the win and uh, against Kansas State, and they came off a tough loss against Iowa State on the road in Ames before that. Bowman got it together. Gordon on the ground, not too bad. Your take on this one, they got a good solid linebacker too, and Nicholas Martin, who's got 45 tackles, three sacks. What about a Kansas laying three, 55 the total against the Pokes, you think the Pokes can get this one, or are you going to go with Kansas?
4: I don't think Oklahoma State's any good, so I'm taking Kansas. And with Jason Bean, he's, he's fine. Um, a quarterback hasn't thrown a pick yet this year. He has limited action, four touchdowns. They rushed for almost 400 yards last week. They've got a ton of good uh, wide receiver and tight end targets. Um, they're number one in sacks in the Big 12, and they're going after a, a statue in Alan Bowman, who has uh, 53% completion rate, five yard, 5.5 yards per attempt. So as much as I like Mike Gundy, I think Kansas is a much better team. And, I mean, anything can happen with Gundy coaching, but I'm going to take the Jayhawks.
2: There you go. All right, we wrap it up. Uh, the boys from Ames going on the road against the boys off a of bye. Scott Satterfield and Cincinnati's Bearcats. Look, the Bearcats' defense is pretty darn good. They held Oklahoma to 20 points. Lost that game 20-6 to six at home. They did lose to Miami of Ohio by a touchdown, and they got beat by BYU somehow. And I had BYU in that game. They let them off the mat. They held them to basically like 10 yards in the first quarter, but everything started going wrong after that. Emory Jones has had a pretty good year, but he does have six picks. He's thrown 10 touchdowns. Kiner on the ground is solid, and they've got good senior receivers in Henderson, Smith, and Wiggins. Iowa State, Rocco Beck's been better than advertised, and uh, it's going to be a good one. See if Matt Campbell's guys can get after it. They'll rely on Sanders and Samo on the ground, and Noel Higgins and Jackson, excellent receiving core and Freiler. Great DB, has 46 tackles. It is Iowa State catching five at Cincinnati, 43 the to total. And this was my favorite game when I first looked, and I took Cincinnati. So, Mega, tell me you're on the uh, Bearcats at home.
4: I do like the Bearcats. Um, Like you said, they held Oklahoma to 20, um, 498 to 295 yardage against BYU. And I watched that game too, and it was horrible. I mean, they should have won that game, obviously. They're off a bye. They're super hungry for their first Big 12 win as well. And they've got the better rushing offense and the better rushing defense. So, I mean, all that put together, I mean, Cincinnati, they're not a phenomenal football team, but I think this is a pretty good spot for them. And if the weather's bad, Ken, I think that also favors Cincinnati.
2: There you go, 15-mile-an-hour wind, 61% chance of rain last I saw. That'll do it for hour number one. Thanks to Chris Warinski, a.k.a. Megalox. We keep things rolling here, SportsX Radio on a Friday football fiasco. John Cole, BCCS Sports, joins me next segment, 101.5 FM dawn We stream live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Producer Mark Hoke takes us to our break. We're halfway home, baby, on a Friday football fiasco. I'm Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back live from Vegas.
0: Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts
2: now. Now. All right, KT, hour number two, X Radio Friday, football fiasco, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas, best in personal injury, PSBR Law, Panache Boyle, and Ravapudi, PSBRlaw.com. Check out the site. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. 830-9353. You know the 702 area code for the best in personal injury. 830-9353. Update the uh, scoreboard to lane thirty one twenty one, leading Memphis and driving again. 630 to go in the fourth quarter from Memphis. Green wave. They were trailing in that game, but have come back with a vengeance. 14 straight and looking to drive again. The spread was actually uh, Tulane minus 5, total 54.5. So if they score on this drive, you're going to get that over. Uh, 14-14, 11.55 to go third quarter. Fresno State at Utah State and set to kick off in just about 10 minutes from now. It'll be Stanford at Colorado. Buffalo's now minus 14, or I'm sorry, check that, 13.5, 58.5 is your total from Boulder. Uh, meanwhile, as far as on the ice, Arizona came back, tied Jersey, put it into overtime, and they beat the Devils 4-3. to Don't know if it was an overtime or a shootout. Uh, Pittsburgh still has that 3 nothing lead, now only 4-10 left in the third period at Washington. Those are the only two games on the ice tonight. It has just ended. British Columbia got a late field goal after Hamilton had stormed back to tie it And it looks like a 33-30 final. And that line did close at three. British Columbia minus three. Was three and a half earlier as the opening line. Total was 50, so the game flies over. Saskatchewan and Calgary underway. No score near the end of the first quarter in that game from Alberta. And now they look at the uh, out-of-town scoreboard. In fact, uh, Utah State has just kicked a field goal in Logan, and they now lead Fresno State 17-14, 11.55 to go in the third quarter. And again, as I told you, I'll keep an eye on that uh, two-lane game to let you know if that game does indeed get over the total with two-lane leading 31-21. And uh, we're going to keep going on college football. We'll get into some NFL as well. I'm going to give you some of the plays that KT's on as far as college football. But I bring in my good buddy, John Cole. And I met John through a good friend of mine, Kenny Kelly. And the Kenny, I trust uh, more than uh, just about anybody in the world. The guy is just a uh, true blue, to say the least, and he's just a a fellow East Coast guy and uh lost his beautiful wife, Peg, a couple years ago, and just a, an amazing lady. Just like uh, my wife, Christina, uh, we were two peas in a pod, and, uh, and Kenny and Peg, they did everything together. And uh, I know how he's hurting, but he's always had a passion for sports and sports handicapping and does real well by himself, but got involved with BCCS Sports, and they've got a great staff over there, and John Cole, his brother, as well, and they do an outstanding job. And John doesn't just come on and say, hey, buy my plays, I'm good, and, you know, He says, look, if I don't get to this number of games over 500 by this uh, package here or this month or, or this particular week, whatever the package is, then your next week is free or this or that. He's always guaranteeing something. Last week, he had a great week. He was 9-4. and The week before, he was three games over. So eight games over, 500 the last two weeks, BCCS Sports. John, great to have you as well, my man, on the PSBR Law Hotline as uh, you guys continue to get your traction now, college football, NFL. And I think it's only going to... uh, Uh, get better as you guys keep on going. And then we get into the college hoops and NBA. I mean, everything's going on. you got the baseball playoffs, of course, and uh, championship series. Who do you like in the uh, baseball playoffs, John? And, by the way, always great to have you on a Friday football fiasco. You know that.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, my friend. I'm hoping uh, I can revisit my old high school days and sneak in the back door late here with this Memphis game. But uh, I love the Phillies, KT. I actually gave out the Phillies – twice in the past month when they were plus uh, 1,800 to win the World Series. And my thought process was, hey, this team has the pedigree, but, you know, sometimes when you bet a future, you're looking for a hedge, right? So my thought was, all right, if you take the Phillies plus 1,800 and they wind up, you know, playing the Braves, uh, it didn't work out quite the way I thought it would. I was thinking maybe they'd meet up in LCS. But if you could get to that point, you could hedge off with, the best team in baseball, lo and behold, still worked out. Uh, so those tickets are still alive and uh, I'm riding the Phillies. I think they get this thing done. I know the price for the series is minus $1. seventy-five, but uh, I just try to make my money game one. I love the Phillies.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, Arizona though, I mean, impressive. Taking two from Milwaukee, three from the Dodgers and set with Gallon and Kelly to go in games one and two. So should be uh, very, very interesting. And, uh, Texas Houston should be fun as well. I'd like to see the Rangers do it. They get Scherzer back, but, uh, you know, Houston, of course they've got the the staff and when they got Verlander back that really gave them a, a boatload of confidence because it gave them their number one pitcher back and they've got you know three other starters that are pretty darn good so it should be interesting I'd like to see Texas get there I'm rooting for Arizona because uh, I've got a brother-in-law's got season tickets there but I could see the Phils they got they're knocking on the door last year and uh, Harper and Trey Turner what a combination that is those two guys back to back I mean it're really really tough with the lineup and they're getting pitching that's good enough and when Ranger Suarez can give you a start like last night they're going to be a tough out no doubt all right let's move on down and uh, get into some college uh, football but uh, again Arizona beat Jersey on the ice four to three and Pittsburgh now four nothing minute 25 to go in that third period Uh, but let's go and get started with Syracuse and Florida State because John's selling a bunch of games in fact uh, let me see one two three four five six seven eight still eight games to go on Saturday, and then six more as far as the NFL. So, uh, hopefully a good solid weekend there for BCCS Sports. Florida State coming off the, uh, the win over Virginia Tech last week, and, and it's a good team. Mike Norvell's got a good squad, no doubt. Dino Babers, his team, uh, Brad Powers and I talked about it last night. They've just run out of gas, and they're going to be tough. Look, I like Schrader. He's a, he's a tough quarterback. Allen's not bad in the background, uh, I mean, in the backfield. Uh, Valari, pretty good receiver. I like him. Uh, but there's just, just a, I, I think, a really uh, a speed mismatch in this game against Florida State. So I'm interested to see where you're going. The Noles at home. Uh, going to be tough, there's no doubt. And with Jordan Travis, you know, getting his feet under him, and when you have a receiver like uh, Johnny Wilson, I mean, that guy's the real deal, and you brought Keon Coleman over coming over from Michigan State. This is a really solid offense. What about Mike Norvell's team? Let me see. I'm trying to uh, update the line here as I scroll on down with Florida State at home. And, uh, boy, let me see. I'm trying to, trying to find out all those games, and I did, I did not mark down the actual uh, – number there let me see oh there we go 18 and a half at the Westgate Superbook right now Florida State 18 and a half 53 and a half John where are you going on this one
4: well
5: I didn't give this out as a play uh KT but I tell you what it's really hard really hard handicap on this game just from the sheer fact you want to believe in Syracuse I'm like you I like Schrader but listen Jordan Travis 12 TDs one pick uh that Florida State defense all coming back from last year except for one guy and, look, the, the table's really set for Florida State right now. I mean, they're looking down the road. You know, the interstate rivals Miami and, and Florida, and neither one of those are outstanding teams. They get past those. Florida State's in the college football playoff. Um, I really think this could end up being a pick-your-score. Syracuse had a nice start. Um, but the Clemson game, okay, I, I, I could have wrote that off. But then what happened with North Carolina last week, Uh, was just really, really embarrassing. I mean, they got
2: taken to the shed. Uh, I I stayed away, but I think Florida State's really going to be able to pick the score here. All right, Uh, we'll see how that one turns out. we got a big game right here inside the Silver State with UNLV going up to... Uh, Reno looking, I know people around the country are looking going, ah, Nevada, they're 0 and 5. They're not going to win. Ken Wilson, second year, struggling mightily. Uh, had a lousy year last year. But Barry Odom in his first year coming over from the SEC. Boy, he's got these guys playing well. And when he lost Broomfield, the quarterback, a lot of people thought the Rebs were going to really struggle. But Jade Maeva, the kid from Liberty High School right here locally, has really stepped up and he got named the starting quarterback. The, uh, Jet. Jaden Thomas, the freshman, doing his job. Vincent Davis transferring over from Pitt, doing his job in the backfield. Ricky White, Jacob DeJesus, good solid receiving core. Woodard, linebacker, 36 tackles leading the way. It's a good squad, man. They're over-under was uh, as far as wins, was five and a half. They have four. They're hoping to get five when they leave Reno. Uh, Brendan Lewis, he's a, he's a guy that can escape... Pressure, no doubt, for Nevada. And, again, it's a rivalry game, so they're going to be up for it. At Mackey, your take on this one, UNLV, still better than a touchdown. Let me see. I saw it at 8.5, and, and I'm trying to see if that line moved. There it is. It's at 8. UNLV minus 8, 53.5 from Reno.
5: I'll tell you what, KT, I'm really intrigued by this one. They've split. You know, this is an interstate rivalry. UNLV's really playing well. In Nevada, they've been an absolute train wreck. However, again, interstate rivalry, they've split the last ten meetings five apiece. But here's the thing. The five that UNLV has won, they've never won by more than six points. you got a desperate Nevada team. UNLV, though they're progressing and I like all that, they shouldn't be laying eight points to anybody. I think Nevada's got some good value here. I know it's a hold-your-nose-and-jump kind of play with 0-5 and the way they struggle offensively,
2: but I think it's Wolfpack or nothing here. All right, says take the points and the pack. I just hope the Rebs get the win and get within a game of bowl eligibility. Uh, next game on the docket, let me see if I've got it right here. Another one, Mountain West going to go Wyoming and Air Force. And Wyoming, the Pokes beating Fresno last week. By the way, Fresno State has just taken the lead 21-17 in Logan over Utah State. And uh, Andrew Peasley doing what he needs to do there. For Wyoming, uh, nothing flashy, but did throw three touchdowns in the win last week as they were able to hold on, got shut out the second half. But as I told you, 24-19, they got the win. They have beaten Texas Tech, App State. I mean, somehow they've won games that they probably shouldn't have. Uh, Whaley, a pretty good guy in the backfield. Welch and Wyland, pretty good receiving core. And then Gibbs and uh, Siwi and Noah, excellent on the defensive side of the ball for the Pokes. For Air Force, they're coming off the bye. And in Colorado Springs, you know, it's not like Troy Calhoun needs a bye. He's that good. In the quarterback position, we were suspect uh, wondering how good they'd be. But Zach Larrier has answered the bell, no question. Uh, Michelle and Eldridge, good, solid running backs for that force offense, and then uh, Ramsey and Richter, uh, good, solid defensive ends with six-and-a-half sacks between them. They're plus nine in the sack department. Alec Mock, senior linebacker, has 37 tackles leading the way there for the force in this game. Air Force at home, minus 11, 41-and-a-half. It's one of those border war war games, and uh, always... You know, a real tough one, and these two teams—they get after each other. Is that too many points to give Wyoming and Craig Bowl, or do you like what Craig Calhoun or Troy Calhoun has uh, with this Air Force squad?
5: I think it's too many points, Katie. I mean, Wyoming five and one, Air Force five and zero oh. in the last ten. Here, Wyoming six and four, but eight and two against the number when they play Air Force. I just think that's way too many points. And I I get the whole thing. Hey, Wyoming had the big win against Florida State or Fresno State, rather, excuse me. So now you're looking at a letdown. But I keep in my mind that Wyoming team went into Texas and gave Texas a good fight there through three quarters. I know Air Force and the way they run the ball is always a challenge, but Wyoming's used to that. They've seen that. I think way too many points here. I think you got to take the
2: Cowboys yeah you know and when you look at Wyoming's schedule I mean they didn't duck anybody now they stole the game that they were getting shut out the opener against Texas Tech but they found a way to win that game beat up on Portland State no surprise like you said they were able to hold their own and get a nice cover there in Austin against Texas Uh, Appalachian State again a game that a lot of people thought they should lose and and they came up big and then uh, beat New Mexico and Fresno State so Wyoming team under Craig Bowl, he's now in his 10th year that just continues to find ways to win and of course Troy Calhoun and Air Force this team does and lose but like you said their schedule has not been daunting because San Diego State is way down they did win at San Jose State after getting down 20 to 10 uh, I think they scored like you know 34 on answer they just took care of business big time let's move on to Iowa at Wisconsin Camp Randall and uh, a Hawkeyes team that Boy, I'll tell you what, offensively, this team is woeful. I mean, year in, year out. Now they're down to a, uh, a backup quarterback with Deacon Hill, who was 6-21 of for 110 yards and a touchdown last week. But, again, they they got the win 20-14 to against Purdue. Uh, the defense had six sacks and 12 tackles for a loss, but they only had three sacks going into the game. But they got a couple linebackers in Higgins and Nick Jackson that are pretty good. Mordecai... Not the greatest quarterback, but good enough. Now, they lost Malusi, but they have Braylon Allen still in the backfield. And then uh, Luke Fickle, in his first year coming over from Cincinnati, brought Will Paul and pretty good receiver with him. Uh, Chimiri uh, DK, excellent uh, receiver there, can stretch the field there for the Badgers as well. And then Thompson, defensive end, will get after the quarterback. They've got some good ones, man. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, always have. They're plus five in the sack department. They did beat Rutgers, but did not cover Wyoming, uh, Wisconsin in Camp Randall, and I've been there before. I love the uh, jump around at the end of the third quarter theme. That's always good, great tradition. Right now, this total is down to 34.5, nine the total, because we know the weather is going to come into play, and the wind as well uh, is going to come into play. So make sure you check it. Things vary, but you're going to have wind and rain there at Camp Randall. Where are you going on this one? Side total, touch it at all, or uh, just one to watch Wisconsin minus nine, 34 and a half. Well, buddy, I don't know if it's one to
5: watch because, I mean, watching Iowa was pretty brutal on offense. <laughs> agreed, <laughs> agreed. What, yeah, no doubt. I tell you what, though, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in Wisconsin, right? When, when they had that bowl game and Luke Fickle and you really thought, you know, they got Mordecai the transfer and you, and you saw how they played in that bowl game, you're like, oh, wow, Wisconsin's always had the defense. They've always had the big boys up front. Now they're gonna have this explosive offense and it just hasn't materialized for whatever reason. With that being said, I can't make a case for Iowa. I mean, sometimes I don't even think they can score ten points. However, I don't think you can lay nine and a half with Wisconsin. This is a no play for me. I mean it's just really it's just a really hard game to handicap. You know, you gotta trust Iowa. They usually hang around in these conference games. Them in Wisconsin's a big rivalry. Uh, I'm just waiting to see Wisconsin explode on offense, and they've been pretty disappointing. So it's total stay
2: away for me. All right, last one. We'll uh, look at college wise, and then uh, we'll jump over to the NFL after the break. But it is Tennessee at home against Texas A&M, and a pretty solid Tennessee team under Josh Heupel, and they come off a bye. A&M coming off the uh, you know the real tough home loss at College Station against Alabama, and they played the Crimson. Tied as tough as anybody the last three years. Nearly beat him in Tuscaloosa last year. Beat him the year before in College Station. And had the lead at halftime, but Max Johnson and the boys couldn't hold on. Uh, Cooper was unbelievable on defense. 11 tackles. Had three sacks, three tackles for a loss. Diggs had another uh, bunch. And they had six sacks on Bama, on Milro and eight tackles for a loss. But not good enough. And now they've got to go to Knoxville and try and regroup against Joe Milton, who's going to, you know, look to – Run the ball, pass it. He's a great dual threat. And they've got Wright and Small and Sampson. Good, solid uh, backfield. And then White, Squirrel White. Love that guy, Ramel Keaton. Uh, Brew McCoy is out for the year. That's a big loss. But they do get Dante Thornton back on the receiving core. Beasley, pretty solid tackler leading the way there. And then Pearson and Barron have nine sacks between them. They have 22 as a team. They've only given up six. So we'll see what has to give there uh, in Knoxville. Right now, last I saw, Tennessee was a three-point favorite at home against uh, uh, A&M, and it's still sitting at three at the Westgate Superbook, 55-and-a-half from Knoxville.
5: Yeah, I like the balls here coming off the bye, KT. Uh, not a play I gave out, but if I had to bet, I would take Tennessee. I'd probably take a money line, lay the 140. Uh, I just like the spot. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, they always play Alabama tough, right? That's really materialized into like, their Super Bowl every year um, because they've fallen short of all expectations past that. And I just think going into needling, balls coming off the bye, I think it's going to be a really hard order for Texas A&M to go in there. I do think it will be a close game. Uh, I think Texas A&M will keep it within a
2: seven, eight-point game. But ultimately, I, I like Tennessee and Heupel to get the job done. There you go. He is John Cole, BCCS Sports. We take a break and come back. But before we do, we remind you about Dr. John Pearson, the Preventative Diagnostic Center. We've got the only scanner of its kind in the region. Gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease pdcenterlv.com is the website, pdcenterlv.com, Preventative Diagnostic Center. Give a call now. Leave your name and number. They'll get back to you, set up that free educational consultation. Make sure you tell them KT Sports X Radio sent you. You know the 702 for Vegas, 534-7900, 534-7900, 534-7900. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. They have the heart CT scan and calcium score special rolling on through. Remember, demographically, you've got to fall in the age group between 40 and 72 and uh, get down there, $125 for that heart CT scan and calcium score. It's a $600 value, and your significant other is absolutely free. So the two of you get down there, check out those hearts, make sure they're okay, no arteries are blocked up, uh, get that clean bill of health. Worst-case scenario, you find out something may be wrong, you can act on it and be proactive. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. pdcenterlv.com. Dr. John Pierce and the Preventative Diagnostic Center, 534-7900. Take a break, come back, keep John Cole. Going to get into five games in the NFL, and we'll start it off with a good one from the Dog Pound, SportsX Radio 101.5 FM, K-Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now. Mark Oak, my producer, takes us to break. We'll be right back. We are rocking on a Friday football fiasco with Mark Hoke bringing us back. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM KDON streaming live on that Odyssey app. Yes, a Friday football fiasco. Tell your friends. We do it on Fridays. We go with Chris Warinski, Megalox, hour number one, John Cole, BCCS Sports, two segments, hour number two. We finish up with Sisow, Jonathan Sisowski, right here in Vegas, gives us the last three college games and always uh, hones in on the local games, UNLV, UNR, and uh, the Raiders at home against the Patriots. So we'll get into those. But right now going to hit the NFL with my good pal John Cole. And, again, he's got uh, some great stuff. John, what do you got for the the listeners? Because maybe some people – tuning in tonight and even picking it up on the uh, podcast version uh that haven't uh no, known about bccs sports and i know you've accommodated the listeners with you know different uh things the last uh several weeks so what do you got going on for people right now what code do they use and what do we have yeah exciting stuff kt right now
5: for a week uh so if this week it'll take you all the way through next saturday so uh, that's Baseball Playoffs Hockey with Kenny Kelly, who's the best hockey handicapper there is. Uh, the Baseball Playoffs, like I said, NBA starting up. But for the weekly package, if you go there and put in the promo code HALFTIME with a capital H, you get it for $49. If we're not over 500 for the week, you get the following week for free. And I'm always open, KT. I love talking to, to other gamblers, other handicappers, J-O-N at B-C-C-S sports.com email me uh any questions you have I just
2: love to help the people yeah and so nine and four last week and three games over 500 the week before pretty good stuff john keep it going man and i know kenny man he's he's a ranger diehard like me but uh you know what we both live in vegas and we're very privy to have the uh, vegas golden knights defending stanley cup champions as our 1a uh, that we're able to root because it's tough to get that original franchise when it's a a, a team that you've been rooting for your whole life. Just get them to – and forget about them. But, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights, I love that team big time. By the way, it is good to see Travis Hunter back on the football field for the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, he's kind of on a pitch count there, and he normally goes both ways, at cornerback and wide receiver, but he had that lacerated liver, and he is back out there. And unbelievable to see Boulder, Colorado. It doesn't matter what game. It is a sellout with D. Neon Coach Prime on the sidelines. All right, JC, let's get rolling real quick and get through these uh, college games, and let's start it off with Cleveland and Sam Fran and, uh, you know, backup quarterback, to say the least. I mean, the Browns are in trouble quarterback-wise. But I still think their defense is good enough to keep them in this game because you're going to have some weather come into play on this one. Just wanted to get your take as far as uh, this 49ers team and the Browns team. We know, you know, McCaffrey's just a beast. and, And Brock Purdy, my goodness, this guy just doesn't seem to make a mistake at all. And then that defense, when you have Nick Bosa anchoring that D, they're pretty darn good, man. What's your take on this one? The Niners were up to nine and a half. Last I saw, uh, let me see if I can update that now. Again, the quarterback situation is the tough one for Cleveland. But right now it is the 49ers minus nine and a half total of 36 from Cleveland. And I uh, just didn't know, you know, where you're going to go on this one, because, again, Cleveland is going to have to rely on that running game and, you know, basically try and shorten the game. Because when you're without a backup, you know when you're without a, a quarterback and Dorian Thompson Robinson banged up as well, so PJ Walker will get the start there. You know they'll have to rely on Jerome Ford and hopefully Kareem Hunt. Hopefully they can do some things on the ground to shorten the game.
5: Yeah, I tell you what, man. All the people that were able to grab the uh, six and a half with San Francisco early on, uh, before the Watson news, those people are sitting on a gold goldmine. Minus six and a half is a great play. I don't know. Yeah, I'm never going to lay 10 on the Road KT. You know me, that's not my style, but I think the Browns are in a lot of trouble here. I mean, San Francisco 22 and 8 against the number of the last 30 games, but you know, trends mean something. The Browns 10 and 22 against the spread in their last 32 games as a home underdog. Uh, you know, they play well at home when they're the favorite, not so much when they're the dog. The the question isn't going to be whether San Francisco wins or not, right? The question is going to be by how much. Does the weather play a factor? Absolutely. I'm totally on board with you, KT. I think Cleveland has the best defense in the AFC or the second best. But I just wonder how are you going to score against the 49ers in that defense? And, look, you know, if you're looking for a weak spot or a letdown week, I just think this team's rolling on all cylinders. Like you said, pretty whizzy, like 10-0 and in the regular season or something crazy like that. They are by far and away the best team in the NFL. So I'm not going to step in front of them and take the 10, but I'm not going to lay 10 on the road either.
2: But those people that got the six and a half, you're holding on to a good ticket there. There you go. 13-mile-an-hour wins, 70% chance of rain for game time, which could help out Miles Garrett will go for the Browns, and he's the anchor of that defensive line. We know that. I think they're going to have to cause some turnovers, and you know the dog pound will be into it. But, you know, you never know. Sometimes, you know, you can get a kid to step up, Uh, Somebody like Walker that does have experience, uh, lesser leagues and whatnot, but we'll see. I just have a feeling Cleveland's going to hang in there. Like you said, uh, Niners probably win the game, but that's why, uh, you know, crazy things happen, man. We saw a bunch of crazy things so far in the NFL. So I'm going to take Cleveland. If it gets to 10, sitting at nine and a half right now, you could buy it up to 10 uh, but I'll see if it gets there on its own. I think a lot of Niner money will come in. But you're right, the people that got on that teaser early with the Niners basically as a pick and uh, also laying less than a touchdown. They're in pretty good shape there. Let's move on down. Uh, next game, New Orleans and Houston. This should be a really good game because Saints defense is flexing its muscles. Derek Carr uh, doing enough, uh, was banged up this year. You still have Taysom Hill and uh, Kamara now with a couple games under his belt. Uh, take some pressure off Jamal Williams. And uh, Olave, pretty solid. Michael Thomas, good to see him back in the lineup. Uh, Warner doing a good job, linebacker, Mario's Davis. And, and then you got, uh, you know, just a, a Houston team that's really solid. D'Amico Ryan's in his first year really stepping up. And this team's fun to watch. They, they darn near beat Atlanta to make it three in a row. What's your take on this one? Uh, let me get to uh, the line. But Houston at home looking to take care of business against the Saints. And right now it is on the Westgate Superbook line as it uh, pops up here for me. And let me see the uh, – there it is, Uh, plus two. Saints are minus two, total 42.5.
5: Yeah, I mean, this one's a tough handicap, buddy. It really is. I mean, I've looked at this game back and forth. I want to believe in the Texans. I think D'Amico Rons is doing a bang-up job. Uh, And C.J. Stroud, he's impressed me. He may end up being the first ever Ohio State quarterback – be worth a darn out of college. So, um, you know, I'm excited for him. He's a really good kid, really good Christian kid. I love what D'Amico Rimes is doing. Um, The Saints 0-5-1 against the number their last six games is a favorite, and you just can't trust Dennis Allen. But on the other hand, when you have a game that's this close and it's hard to find an edge either way, I got to lean with the better team, and I do think the better team is the Saints, uh, I think the Texans are the better coach team, but I think, you know, Derek Carr, Kamara, I mean, there's so many weapons that New Orleans
2: has. Um, if I had to play the game, I, I would go marching in with the Saints. All right, very, very good. Good way, uh, a little cliche there to end that handicap. Vikings and Bears, Vikes minus three, 43 and a half. Look, I like the way Justin Fields is playing, and uh, I get it. The Bears gave that game to Denver away, but they bounced back on that Thursday night after the uh, – you know, the passing of Dick Butkus and put up a 40 spot on Washington. So the extra rest there, Minnesota without Jefferson. Lions got Minnesota at three, 43 and a half. I'm going to take the Bears on the money line. I think the Bears win the game. Where are you on that one? I'm
5: with you 100%. You know, the
2: Bears, again,
5: Broncos and Commanders, not two teams to hang your hat on. But the Bears are playing better. And look, ever since Iberflus took over the defense, that defense has gotten better. Compound that with, look, the best receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson, is gone, right? He's out with an injury. Cousins, there's all this talk about him getting traded. And listen, I, I really thought that, you know, Brian Flores would get the Vikings defense up where it needed to be for them to be a serious contender to go to the NFC Championship game. Egg on my face, that defense looks even worse. Cousins could end up throwing for six thousand yards, and they still only win four or five games. I don't even think he's there by the end of the year. I think the Bears at home. I'm with you, KT. Plus three is great value, but throw a little on the money line with
2: in a parlay somewhere because I'm with you. I like the Bears here. All right, Raiders minus three, even money, so I don't have to lay any juice if you play the Raiders at the Superbook forty-one and a half. Your total. I was at the game Monday night, and uh, you know Raiders found a way to get it done. My wife, of course, a Packer fan, so we had a little bit of fun there. Uh, thanks to my good pal Larry Ragusa. Great seats. And he's got great season tickets. Always enjoy uh, when we're able to make it to some of the games. Belichick in his 24th year, hard to believe, 292 and 120 coming into the season. But we've seen that go by the wayside. And they're looking to drop to 1-5. and five. They lose this game. And it, McDaniels has no business losing this game. This is one the Raiders have to get to get to 500. Uh, you know, they're, the Pittsburgh game, they had a chance to win that one. They got drubbed in Buffalo. They beat Denver by a point in the opener, so got it done. And then the Charger game was just... Uh, unacceptable as far as giving Khalil Mack six sacks in one game. That made no sense without Joey Bosa even on the field. But the Raiders can get to 500, and then the schedule, you know, yeah, they got to go to Chicago and Detroit, but they get the Jets and Giants back-to-back at home. So you just, you know, you never know. Maybe a chance to uh, get three or four uh, in the next uh, four games, but you got to take care of business in this one. Otherwise, it doesn't mean a hill of beans. Dropping to two and four, you're not making the playoffs. I'm telling you, the, the schedule's too tough, especially on the back end. Uh, your take on this one, again, the Raiders at home, they are the favorites over the uh, the Patriots. And right now the Raiders, uh, as I look at it, they are, boy, I'll tell you what, I, I'm i looking. Uh, there it is, a uh, three, three even money, 41 and a half. I said it already. I knew I said it, but I just wanted to make sure. Were you on this one? Because I think the Raiders are going to win the game. Hey, I'll, I'm with you.
5: I don't know how, I mean, I hate to be, I hate to be a square because I always say this, right? You can't believe everything your eyes see. Uh, Sports betting, if you really want to turn a profit, it's truly about numbers and the market. Uh, Just like the stock market, it has very little to do with your eyes. But I just cannot take my eyes away from the fact that the New England Patriots are god-awful, KT. I mean, they're horrible. Um, And and so the Raiders, to see what they did against Green Bay – uh, and I still think Green Bay is a good team. I know Love struggle, but I think they're a good team. To see what the Raiders were able to beat them, I just don't see how the Patriots can stay in this game. They have no offense to speak of. Uh, Crosby, Mad Max, I mean, he's just been an absolute animal. Uh, and, and then the, Ra- the Raiders on offense, you know, Jimmy G, you know, he's been able – this is what he does, right? He does just enough to win games. They got
2: weapons. I like the Raiders here laying the three. All right, and then the last game will be Giants at Buffalo Sunday night. Look, I didn't know Daniel Jones was going to be out when I gave you that game as one of the ones to go over, but uh, Giants already with three offensive linemen out. I mean, this this is going to get ugly. Uh, there's no doubt the Bills minus 15.5. Now, the only thing they can hope for is that, you know, the Bills have the jet lag and uh, the same – uh, you know, struggles that they had against Jacksonville in London. And that's why, you know, anybody that took the bills last week, again, you got to understand when a team stays across the pond there for two weeks, they have a major advantage, especially a team that goes there every year, like cons Jaguars. And uh, that was one that, you know, hindsight's 2020, 20, but there was no way I was playing Buffalo last week. Uh, I didn't pull the trigger on Jacksonville, but that's the only way uh, a lot of the Sharp guys told me that you could go. Now in this one, it's up to Buffalo minus 15 and a half. Total is 44. Brian Dable, of course, going back to Buffalo is saying like, what the heck? Why well, last year, everything kind of fell my way this year. Everything going against him. Tyrod Taylor will be there at quarterback and uh, he'll have you know, trouble because Josh Allen and the guys are going to be looking to just take their loss against Jacksonville out on the Giants. Do you lay all those points? You stay away because it's too high now over two touchdowns?
5: I got to tell you, well, one thing real quick, you know, we had the Jaguars. I gave that out to you last week against the Bills, so that was a good one for us. But listen, I'm, I'm in the minority here. All I've heard all week is Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. I understand the Johns have looked horrible, but really the defense hasn't looked that bad. The offense has just put them in bad positions, and you say, well, John, how could you possibly take them with the backup quarterback? Look, I understand Daniel Jones hasn't had time to throw the ball, but he's also, when he has, he looks like a deer in headlights. Tyrod Taylor's a veteran quarterback. He's very mobile. The Johns aren't going to win the game. I'm not saying that. But I do think there's a Brian Dable effect. He knows the Bills. He knows how they play. Uh, I think the Giants, I mean, 15's way too many points, way too many points. Uh, Buffalo with the travel. Again, Sunday night game, you know this, KT, the whole world's going to be on Buffalo.
2: I'll hold my nose. I'll be the
5: contrarian.
2: Give me the Giants plus the 15. That is great stuff. John Cole, love you, buddy. Uh, again, let everybody know uh, the play from BCCS Sports as far as if they come on board, and that goes for you folks that are picking it up off the podcast after the show's already concluded. Uh, you can get in touch uh, with John and just use, use the code, John, go over the, uh, uh, the, the deal one more time. Yep, go to
5: bccssports.com. Uh, click on the weekly package. It says $99, but if you put in the promo code HALFTIME, all one word with a capital H, it's only going to be $49 If we, if for the whole week. That uh, gives you baseball, playoffs, college football, NFL, hockey. Uh, we're already off to a 3-0 and hockey start, 6-2 and in the baseball playoffs, eight winners in football, over 500 in the last two weeks. If we don't have a winning week with you, no sweat. You get the next week free because I'm all about the people. Real quick before I get out of here, KT, three free plays for your folks. I love the Bengals on the money line. Much better team. Give us Army plus the four-and-a-half against Troy, and give me Western Michigan plus the eight-and-a-half at home against Miami of Ohio.
2: There you go. Free plays as well. John Cole, outstanding, my man. We will talk to you next Friday. John, have a great weekend, buddy. Love you. God bless, my friend. Right on. Good man, John Cole. Love the guy in uh, BCCS Sports. We take a break, come back with Sisal before uh, John, Jonathan joins us. Uh, I will uh, throw out some plays there for you. College and Pro Football at KT will be on. SportsX Radio, we come back and conclude a Friday football fiasco. Thanks to producer Mark Hoke. Don't forget, the Mark Hoke Show coming up Sunday morning. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. The Best in Professional Wrestling. The Mark Hoke Show. And again, you miss any part of uh, SportsX Radio or the Mark Hope Show, you can just go to the Odyssey Rewind feature and uh, play it right back. Or you can follow the show at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio, and I'll have the archives pinned right there about 45 minutes after the broadcast. Live from Vegas, we wrap things up on a Friday football fiasco. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson. We'll be right back. Because there's
5: nothing like your love to get me high, and
2: you're as smooth as Tennessee whiskey. That is a great song. The a little Tennessee whiskey. Wrap things up. Mark Hoke's been in the hits on a Friday football fiasco. Henry Lawrence, former offensive tackle there for uh, the Raiders. Uh, Henry comes out to Vegas sometimes, and he'll go in, and he'll belt that out. Does a great job on that song. So a uh, great way to end things with Sis uh, my good buddy, John Sisowski. Before I bring in Sis let me just give you the uh, plays I'm playing. The only two NFL games I like, I like the Bears. Plus the three at home against Minnesota. I think they win the game. And I'm going to take the Chargers against the Cowboys. I know Dallas is going to have a ton of fans there, but I like the Chargers off the bye, and I like getting Austin Eckler back. That's big for me. Uh, college, I'm going to go Cincinnati, minus the five at home. Tennessee, minus the three over AM. South Carolina at home, minus the two against Florida. Kentucky, I'll lay the two and a half at home against Mizzou. South Florida and uh, Florida Atlantic over the total of 60 and a half. And then Washington right now, you can still find minus three against Oregon. I think that's going to be an Outstanding game, but I'll take Washington at home. That place is going to be unbelievable. Uh, I know Watson Stadium will be like that. We saw it like that against Colorado, and it'll be like that when USC goes a call into Eugene. But give me Washington, and then I'll take Oregon State. Right now, minus 3.5. If it drops down to 3, that's great against UCLA, but I like Oregon State like Brad Powers does as far as being the more complete team. All right, let's get into it with Sisow, my good buddy, John Sisowski, And speaking of that game, let's get right into it. oregon Washington you like this game as well but uh sisal man you're doing pretty good over on SportsX radio tell me what you like on this because we know bo, bo nix is solid as heck and, and and what what a backfield he's got with you know irving and james and whittington and franklin and bryant receiving wise with johnson and holden i mean so many offensive weapons uh birch and johnson lead that defense that's pretty good as well and then washington Penix jr just lights him up and he does get Jalen mcmillan back to go with the dunze and poke which is unbelievable so uh This total is high, but you're going to look that way. Again, Washington, minus 3.5, 67, your total. There are some 66s out there as well. Ken, happy
1: Friday to you. Yeah, I'm on board with you first off on that uh, Washington side being on the home turf. Yeah, I saw the total uh, drop down a point down to 67, uh, 67 down to 66. It looks like they're paying attention to the weather over there. It's going to be scattered uh, clouds, maybe a couple scattered showers in between uh, the four hours of game time. But you're right. There's weapons galore all over this offense. You look at the statistics. Washington is number one in the FBS, 569 yards per game on average. Oregon, right behind them at number two, averaging 557 yards per game. The ball is going to be in the air a lot. And, of course, Washington is one of the teams in the country that has the highest percentage of of a player in motion pre-snap. And that's why they're so hard to defend, and that's why they're so dynamic. Michael Penix, they're going to put up points. And then when you look at Washington's defense, I don't think they're going to hold up aerial as far as their pass defense against probably the best passing offense with all the weapons you mentioned and Bo Nix airing it out. It's going to be, I would say, the first team to 38 points wins this game, but I do lean Washington on this one. like, let's go, Ken, let's go uh, 41-38 Washington or uh, 45-38 Washington. How'd that be? But, yeah, I'm leaning Washington to take the point total
2: over. Yeah, there you go. That, 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 that makes sense to me. There's no question. Both these teams, of course, they know the rain very well between Eugene and Seattle. They, you know, you get a lot of rain, uh, this time of year. So both teams will be acclimated for the weather as long as we don't have torrential downpours should be okay. Right. All right. U- USC and Notre Dame, uh, the Domers, uh, minus two and a half up to three some places. Uh, including the Superbook. Now, see if Southern Cal uh, can hang in there. Brad Powers, like Southern Cal, I'm seeing two and a halfs out there. Sixty and a halfs your total. I'm just hoping the boys from Troy can uh, play a better game than they did last week against Arizona. They're going to get beat. Sam Hartman, outstanding, uh, but he struggled against Louisville because uh estimate couldn't get anything going in the backfield. Ten carries for 20 yards, that's not going to get it done. Who do you like in this one? Uh, you can either lay two and a half or three. Uh, you can lay two and a half with Notre Dame. You can take three if you like USC, and then 60 and a half if you want to go over and 61 if you want to go under. I'm using all the uh, books here in the Vegas Valley.
1: Yeah, I can. I, it pains me being from Southern Cal. I want to, I want to jump at Brad on the USC side, but I can't. Uh, I think this is a good rebound spot for Notre Dame, the rivalry game in South Bend. This is the type of game with the statistics and how bad USC's defense that's likely going to work against them. I'm going to give you two magic numbers over here. 75. USC has got 75 missed tackles this year. That is number one amongst all Power Five schools. And they're giving up 429 yards per game, 109th in the FBS. That doesn't bode well against the Notre Dame team, which is physical, as you know, on the offensive and defensive lines. They're going to run Audra Gessmane, set up play action for Sam Hartman. I see the Irish playing keep away here and just trying to uh, let's tire out this USC defense, take advantage of the missed tackles in the open field and the blown assignments. It, I I hate saying I hate going against USC, but I like Notre Dame in this spot. Laying the two and a half, if you want to buy it back down to two, do it. But I'm also leaning the under sixty and a half in this game. You're right, I think it's like sixty to a
2: couple spots, but I do like the Irish here, and I am leaning towards the under on that on this one as well. Yeah, he's dropped three in a row against the number. Their last three games have gone over. No surprise there. Notre Dame's last three right. games have gone under the total. But Notre Dame is five and two against the spread. SC just two and four. And uh, the last game that we're going to look at, Ohio State and Purdue from West Lafayette and the Buckeyes you know, rather sluggish at times this year with McCord at the helm, uh, getting acclimated to that offense. But, you know, when you have a a team like he does with guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, Ed like Bucco missed this game. He's out. Uh, Fleming's still pretty good in Stover, outstanding tight end. Uh, you know, you got solid backfield as well, although Mayan Williams has been banged up, but train him and Henderson should be okay. And then Eichenberg and Chambers will lead that defense. Uh, what about it? Can Purdue and Ryan Walters, can these guys hang in there you know, this is a team that, you know, needs big things in the backfield from Tracy and Maccabee.
1: Yeah, Ken, you're right. Um, my question is, is Hudson Card healthy? Uh, he got banged up last week, and he was sacked six times by that Iowa defense. And Ohio State, they're one of the top defenses teams in the country, giving up only 106 yards per game as far as their pass defense. That's six best. And Purdue's going to have to throw the ball here. But I don't know if they can block Eichenberg, Hall, and everyone you just mentioned on there. And usually West Lafayette is a house of horrors for Ohio State. They got blasted there 49-20 back in 2018. People are looking at it as a trap game, and a look-ahead with Penn State on deck next week for the Buckeyes. I'm not buying it. Ohio State has dialed in from the opening kickoff. I think they take care of business. I'm, I'm comfortable laying the 18 here for the Buckeyes to uh, get – past purdue just for simply for the fact as far as past uh haunted uh experiences the buckeyes have had but to me this is a buckeye spot right here they ride the defense points are going to be tough to come by for purdue but take the buckeyes lane the 18 and i think they definitely pull away midway through the third quarter
2: uh and on there you go card will play but tracy the running back looking like he's going to miss there for the Boilermakers. That's right. a big loss there. All right, real quick, got about a minute. Uh, UNLV, UNR, what about it? Can Maeva and the guys take care of business against Nevada at Mackey? Uh, a winless Nevada team, but you know the Fremont Cannon on the line and and uh, something about those rivalry games. So hoping that, uh, you know, Coach Barry Odom can keep things going and get the Rebs to 5-1. and one. I don't know if they'll cover the 8. I just want them to win the game. Yeah,
1: um, I saw the line. Obviously, you know, the line is where it is for a reason. Out of all the years you and I have watched this rivalry game, uh, I'm not going to be around the bush, then this Reno team, they're, they're, they're really short on talent. They have a hard time protecting the quarterback. They have a hard time rushing the passer. One thing that the Rebels have done very well this year and vastly improved are on their special teams and tackling. And like you said, Barry Odom has really sized up and really tightened things up in his first five games with the program. Uh, it's going to be tight at first, obviously. Rivalry game, the juices are going to be flowing, but I do see the Rebels pulling away in the fourth quarter in this one, running the ball, play action pass, wearing down the old wolf Pack, And uh, I see the Rebels, Ken, 5-1, and one, one more victory, and gets that bull eligibility right when we reach the halfway point of the season. Go Rebs from an alumni. I don't mean
2: to be biased, but go UNLV outstanding great way to wrap up the show on a friday football fiasco at sisow 77 c-i-s-o-w and uh, that'll do it for kt on a friday football fiasco folks tons of free plays and of course uh great production from Mr. Mark Hope, the best in the business and the best in professional wrestling. His show Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Update 14 0 Colorado, 2.08 to go first quarter over Stanford, 28 25 Fresno leads Utah State by a field goal. That'll do it for us till Monday. You know the rules no drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, K Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app. AUDACY, archives up in a little bit. God bless. Have a great weekend. Good night, everybody.